0: Good morning church. How are you? It's so good to see you today. Welcome to church. What an awesome day uh, it's been. It's very quiet in here. What an awesome day it's been already and just watching this video uh, Where's my funny person to look at? There he is. Uh, it's very emotional. Um, it's been a great day. Welcome. Uh, if you're a first time guest here, we're we're honored that you're here, and this is a a, a very special place where everybody's welcome. Nobody's perfect, and any, anything is possible. Uh, we're real people. Uh, at a relevant church that connect people to a growing relationship with Christ and each other in order to fulfill their life purpose. I'm so glad you're here today. I'm excited about this message and this entire service. Uh, I've been anticipating for quite some time and, and just, to s- just to see those videos today just really uh, touched <clears throat> my heart. A um, couple of things, uh, fellowship in the park, Say amen. We're pumped about it. And uh, you come and be a part of that this afternoon from 5 till 7. Stay as long as you want. Come as early as you want. Uh, All the food trucks will have already been there. And um, I will have already sampled some of them. That's like a privilege for being the senior pastor. But come this afternoon at Ballard Park. We're, We're excited about that. And, um, if you don't hear anything, it's going to be at the park. If you hear something, uh, it's going to be at the Tupelo campus, but I, I have a feeling that things are going to be fine and we're going to be there and, uh, have a good time this afternoon. Also, first Saturday serve day is coming up, is this coming Saturday and it's, uh, I don't know why I'm so emotional today. My goodness, bring me a cup of coffee. Uh, it's uh, it. It has a special place. There he is. To it, to my heart, especially especially as of recent. But if you want to, if you'd be a part of of uh, going to Faith Haven. Uh, This coming Saturday, we've got two crews, one from 8 until 11 that's going to be doing yard work and flower bed work, and then one um, from 11 to 1. If you're interested in doing that, we need to know that right away. You can sign up at Guest Services, or you can text this number, 662-493-2311. And uh, it'll give you instructions on how to select which crew that you're going to be uh, working with. From 11 to 1, we're going to be playing with the kids and having lunch with them. And so, we're we're really pumped about that. Also, today, today, uh, we welcome those that are uh, at both of our campuses, and we welcome those that are joining us online. And so we're pumped about the subject today. We're looking at our core values. If you're glad you came to church today, give God another praise clap, would you? We, we have 10 core values. Our leadership has uh, prayed over and I don't, don't want to use the word struggled over, but we really worked hard at defining what our core values are. Our core values... That's who we are, and this is the fifth one, and we're going to take a break, and, and I'm going to do an end times message next week, and then we're going to have a campus pastor series, first ever. We're pumped about that, and uh, you'll hear more about that next week, but what our core values do, they help keep us focused as a church. There's all kinds of things in 13 years that have been brought to the table at North Star and we have always said from day one if it doesn't fit our purpose our five purposes and our core values then we're not going to do it okay and so that's just kind of how we stay focused as as a church last week i began by asking the question will your life outlive you will your life outlive you and that's a lot to think about because when you're dead and gone when as a Christ follower, when you're with God, uh, what's, what did you do on earth that really made a difference? Well, today we're going to look at our fifth core value, and this is what it says. We are for the unreached and the unchurched. We believe in doing missions both locally and globally so that those that are far from God will find uh, saving faith in Jesus Christ so that those that are far from God will draw near to him through the power of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so right now, I just want to say this right now before I forget it. Uh, we're, in these videos, you saw places, those were places that we've actually been. Can I get an amen? And uh, I, I'm... I, that's, I don't know why I, that was so emotional, but I, you know I saw places and I saw pastors that we've worked with in, in Kenya and in the Philippines and uh, in, in Haiti. I just want to say this, I don't know where all that we're going next year, and by doing what I'm about to say, it's not going to sign your life away or anything. But if by faith, I know a lot of things have to happen. Money, your schedule, all kinds of things have got to happen before, before you could ever do this. But if, if you would pray about going next year, not this year, would you pray about going in 2019? I know we're going to, go, I know we're going to the Philippines in January. It'll be my 36th or 37th trip to the Philippines. That's a lot of miles. <laughs> I know we're going there. I, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure that, that God wants us to go to Uganda. Pastor Vincent sat in my office a few weeks ago. He's been here three times. He's very patient with me. Um, and he, he, he wants us to come and work in their orphanage and, and hold crusades. And we're going to be doing that the, the uh, 4th of July week next year. Can I get an amen to that? And whether you go or not, would you just pray? Would you pray like you know you should, give like you never knew you could, and go where you never thought you would? If you're interested just in praying about that, you can text the word go to the same number, 662-493-2311. All right? Now, Let's get into the, to the message. We're for the unreached. Uh, did you know that 80% of the people in America say that they are Christian? 80% say that they're Christian. But something doesn't jive with that. Because there's so many that are unchurched right here in America. You know, I hear people or have heard people occasionally through the years say, "You know, I'm not going to go. America needs to be reached. I'm not going to go across the sea." Um, well, then walk across the street. Don't ever say that to me if you're not willing to walk across the street and meet your neighbor to 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 know who they are to to learn their name. Well. What are we doing about that 80% that say that they're Christian, but it's not reflected in their life? You know, one thing about Jesus. uh, Jesus was always stepping into, as I worded it last week, Jesus was always stepping into somebody's life, caring for them, putting his arms around them. I'm talking about people that... So many people that Jesus cared for, other people had forgotten. Other people had pushed to the side. But Jesus was always loving them and always caring for them and always sharing with them and walking into their lives to bring, to bring hope. And that's what God has commissioned us to do. The, the setting for the Text that we're going to read is in a city that is called the the city of palms, and Jesus would pass through, and Jesus would would minister as he would go. You know, I, I said eighty percent of the of Americans say that they're Christian. Did you know? Perhaps you've heard me say this as of recently. Uh, did you know that? The word Christian is only in the Bible three times. Uh, l- let me just show it to you. In the book of Acts, Acts chapter 11, the Bible says, and when he found him, he brought him back. He's talking about uh, uh, Saul. When he found him, he brought him back to, to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and, t- and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch, and during this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. When, 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 I when I'm trying to minister to a nation where 80% say that they know Him, I'm not talking about I'm, I'm not talking about somebody that just prayed a prayer like these guys uh, didn't just pray a prayer at the end of one of Peter's sermons. Okay, and then say, ooh, I'm I'm a Christian now. What did they do? They actually, literally, physically, visibly followed Jesus. If you are born again, if you're truly born again, then you are following Jesus. And you, you do what he did. You know, there's the bracelets, WW, what would JD, what would Jesus do? I think we need bracelets that say, what did Jesus do? Come on. What did Jesus do? Well, he cared and he loved and he served. And so they literally followed him. This is what I know. They did what Jesus did and lived the way Jesus lived. When he would go to sleep, they went to sleep. When he'd get up and cook breakfast, they got up and helped him. When he would go into a city, they followed him. They followed Jesus. And that is the same thing that you and I are supposed to do. Why do we talk about trying to reach the unchurched and the unreached? Because that is the very heart of Jesus. And if we're going to follow Jesus, yeah, we're going to go. Yes. We're going to sign up. Yes. We're going to pray about God opening the doors for us as a church. And right now, we have uh, members of our church right now at, at key points doing ministry and doing missions right now. We have a team that's leaving in just a few weeks that's going to, to Kenya. I'm so pumped about, uh, about that and what God's going to do. So if we're going to follow Jesus, we're going to have to uh, do what Jesus did, and he would go. And he would serve and he would love. So, if you have your Bibles, take them real quickly. I've got a long passage of Scripture. I want to begin in the book of Mark, chapter 10. Mark, chapter 10, verse 46. The Bible says, Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples, as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus the word bar in this language just means the son of so he was the son of Timaeus and bar Timaeus the word Timaeus means honor and valor the bible says he was sitting by the roadside begging when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth he began to shout Jesus son of David have mercy on me Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more. The word uh, shouted all the more in Greek literally means he was persistent. It wasn't that he was just loud, but he was dead on persistent. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up. On your feet he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet, and he came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you immediately. He received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. So B- Bartimaeus, what he would do, he would, it was a very steep road, and he would... Day after day, all day, day in and day out, he would beg, hoping to find some generosity from the people that would walk by. Uh, Jericho was the city of palms, it was a beautiful city. It was the home to over 20,000 Levites and priests who would go to Jerusalem and carry out their duties. And then their home away from home, their home away from Jerusalem was was in uh, Jericho. And so blind Bartimaeus would sit there and he would beg. And uh, here here they told him, hush, for crying out loud, be quiet. Don't bother him. Um, And this is like a side note inside of my sermon. Listen to me. Don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't when God says that you can. The Bible says, persistently, uh, he shouted, don't let somebody else tell you what's not going to happen or uh, in your life when God says, I can make it happen in your life. Amen? Are we receiving this today? Say amen. All right. Well, I want to tell you uh, just the, the reason why we are far the unchurched and why we are far the unreached. Number one, I think this is very important if you're taking notes. Number one, quite frankly, people need Jesus. Apart from Jesus, there is no hope. You may be listening today at our campuses or you may be listening online and you may feel utterly... Utterly hopeless. Maybe there's a, a sense of, for whatever reason, a sense of despair that has come over your life. I'm telling you that God has hope for you. There is hope for you. Don't, don't give up. Don't give in. Don't give out. Go to Jesus because he cares about you and he loves you. People need Jesus. Our vision at North Star is to glorify God by making disciples of all nations, this nation and that nation. And here in this story, uh, probably one of the clearest examples of somebody that needed Jesus, somebody that had been rejected, somebody that had been ridiculed, somebody that was blind. And what's interesting about the city of Jericho is Not only the story of blind Bartimaeus, physically blind, the city was spiritually blind. And little did they know that the light of the world had just walked through the city of Jericho. And uh, I I think uh, if you look at uh, Bartimaeus, two things about him. Uh, Number one, I believe blind Bartimaeus represents the lost. The lost that are rejected, the lost that have no hope, the the lost that are in despair. And here, uh, he met Jesus that day. Look at verse 49. It says that Jesus stopped. Say the word stopped. Jesus stopped. I think that's very important. Um that Jesus stopped. He was willing to to take the time to minister to Bartimaeus. Jesus stopped and said, call him. In America, uh, there are 160 million people that do not know Christ or that are unchurched or that are unreached but half of those say that if they were invited by you that they would attend that they would come to church and if they'll come to this church that church it doesn't matter but if they come to this church I know what they're going to get here you invite them we're going to tell them we're going to tell them that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life somebody amen come on and that's what we're going to tell him and so there are Bartimaeuses all around us you work with them you go to school with them you live next door to them you may be sitting by one of them but he needed Jesus notice that it it, it says when he talks to Jesus he says my oh my rabbi it's getting personal now (laughs) it's getting personal and this is what i know when you encounter jesus it's going to be personal when you really encounter jesus you invite him into your life you put your trust in him i'm telling you it's going to be really real and it's going to be really personal and so would you invite those 160 million that are unreached, unchurched in America. In a four-county area, uh, there are 168,000 people right right here. Regardless of what campus you're at, uh, in in a four-county area, there's 168,000 people. And on any given Sunday, these are proven stats. On any given Sunday, only 10%, maybe a little more and a little less in some of those areas. 168,800 people that live in four counties here. Did you know that only 10%, that means 16,800 people, are attending worship on any given Sunday? You subtract that from the 168,800 people, and you have 152,000 people in a four-county area that are not attending church today or, or next Sunday or last Sunday. It is our goal, if you've ever heard us talk about it, uh, to reach 1% of those by the year 2021. And while that sounds very reasonable, uh, hey, that's not going to happen unless we do those, that two-letter word, go. Learn your neighbor's name. Learn what they look like. Share the love of Christ with them. Invite them to Christ. Invite them to church. And so, out of all of those people, 152,000 people in four-county area around North Star, if we just reached 1% of them, that would be 1,500 people added to the rolls of heaven by 2021. I think we can do it with the power of God that lives within us. Amen? But we're going to have to go. We're going to have to be willing to do. Not only did blind Bartimaeus represent what I believe represents the lost, did you know that we, you and I, may be their last hope? So what do you mean? Uh, Jesus was his last hope. As you know, Jesus was passing through Jericho, going to Jerusalem, and then ultimately going to the cross. Jesus would never pass through there again. This was his last chance, so to speak. Did you know that we may be their last hope? You inviting them. You, you telling them about Jesus. I'm talking about your neighbor. I'm talking about somebody at work. I'm talk, talking about somebody at your school. You may be the last hope for those people. He says in, in verse 49 again, Jesus stopped and, call, and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. So why are we for the unchurched and the unreached? Number, number two, because... People matter. People matter to Jesus, and so people should matter to us. I know. We live in a hustle and bustle world, and we're always busy. We're always involved with things, doing things with family and uh, working long hours. But we've got to understand that, that people really matter. I read those words, Jesus stopped. Well, I want to tell you something. He stopped because he was worth stopping for. He was worth stopping for. And when I stand before Jesus at the judgment seat of Christ, which is not a scary thing, by the way, it's, 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 it's a glorious thing, we'll, uh, while... What we didn't do that we should have done is exposed. We'll be rewarded for the things that we did do. We'll be rewarded for stopping and slowing down just long enough to invite somebody and to tell them about Jesus. In the Gospel of Matthew, uh, it says in verse 35 of chapter 9, Jesus went through all the towns and villages teaching in their synagogues. Proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, listen, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Will you? Would you? We're for the lost, the unreached, the unchurched. That's that's why we're for our families here at North Star. That's why we're for our children, our families, our people. That's why we are for our communities. That's why we're for the world. That's why we have Celebrate Recovery on Monday nights. That's why we, we have a, a jail ministry, more than one actually. And God may be, this is all I'm going to say about it, God may be opening the door for something really incredible in the jail ministry Uh, that's why we take a part and we have so so many that take a part and be the bridge because people matter people need jesus that's why we have ministries that are teaching your children are you listening teaching your children how to know jesus how to understand the Bible. That's why we're providing tools for you parents. It's called Parent Q. We have a parent wall at both of our campuses. That's why we're doing that, because people matter. That's why we'll board a plane and fly all the way across on the other side of the world just to spend a few days telling people about Jesus. I loved hearing uh, Limwell in the video earlier. He was speaking Cebuano. And then Ray, I think he had a purple shirt on. He was speaking Hiligaynon, <laughs> both in the Philippines. There are 90 different dialects in the Philippines. I'm looking forward to uh, going with uh, Pastor Vincent. They, he speaks, I don't know what all he speaks. I don't even know what he speaks. I know he speaks Swahili, but that's not his main language. Uh, English is my main language, and I don't even speak it well. Can I get an amen? That's why we do what we do so others will know. And I've got one more, and that is not only do people need Jesus, and people matter, the last one, Jesus took action. He didn't just talk it. He took action. And that's what we, church, that's what we've got to do. We've got to go when he says go. Give and pray and shower our communities here and abroad with the love of Jesus. Jesus loved extravagantly. So here's my challenge for you. This is a takeaway for you. This week, would you learn one neighbor's name? Would you? I learned one uh, two weeks ago. His name was Earl. He said, I was, I, was trying to, I was fishing a little bit. I was trying to get his last name. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know where he lives, but because I was in his driveway, he said, they call me Earl. I said, well, they call me T. And we laughed. and So it's, it's the beginning of a relationship. To tell people about Jesus this week, would you learn one neighbor or one coworker's name? And this week, before we come back together, would you love that person extravagantly? So what does that mean? With the love of Jesus. That's all it means. That's your challenge and my challenge this week. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. And God, thank you that our church has this as a core value to to reach the unreached. And God, help us to do a, a good job at doing that. If today you realize for the very first time that you've never given your heart to Jesus Christ, I want to give you that opportunity right now, right where you're seated, right where you're listening, just to say yes to Jesus. You can say something like this, you can say, Dear dear God, I admit to you that I'm a sinner, and I need a Savior. Dear God, I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins, and he rose from the grave here today. I repent, I turn from my sins, and I turn to you, Jesus. Jesus. Come into my life, forgive me. I put my trust in you as Savior, and I follow you today as Lord. Now, if that was your prayer, would you just say, Thank you, Jesus? If you made that decision today, would you do something? Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I'm not going to ask you to come forward or to raise your hand or to stand or anything. But if you made that decision today, in the seat pocket in front of you is a card. Would you write your name on that card and and just indicate that you invited Jesus into your life today? It's a a once-in-a-lifetime event. And then if you'll put that in the bucket when you leave, or if you bring it to guest, guest services, we'll give you a book, free of charge, that will just help you with your new faith in Christ I'm going to ask that everyone please stand. Maybe your prayer today is, God, give me the courage and the boldness to be willing to go. God, work out my schedule for your glory. God, for future mission opportunities, God, provide. Help me not to worry about the finances. Just open the doors and help me to go through them. I want to pray for everybody. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for the time that we've been able to spend here together. I just pray, Heavenly Father, that we wouldn't rush out of here, but God, these closing moments of worship, that we would just uh, sing and, and uh, gl- bring glory to your name. God, we love you. Thank you for meeting us here today, and For touching our hearts. In Jesus name that I pray.